is up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, November 11th. I waited, and sometimes waiting pays off. I delayed the the show today in hopes we might get some additional news. And, well, we got news I didn't even think we were going to get. Odell Beckham Jr. agreeing to terms with the Rams. Tell me you're in a Super Bowl window without telling me you're in a Super Bowl window. Well, technically not agreed. I mean, the te- the tweet from Adam Schefter is OBJ expected to be an L.A. Ram. So, yeah. Uh, what does this mean? Let me unpack that. I will get into wide receiver cornerbacks. It's not a long show, as you see today, but uh, do and also have to talk about Cam Newton briefly. But it is big enough news that we should discuss. So here's what it means. Does it impact Cooper Cup? No. I don't think so. No. Not at all. Cooper Cup's still going to get his in this offense. He is crazy open all the time, and Maddie Stafford loves him. But what this does do... By the way, your Van Jefferson shares just evaporated. But also, so did your Robert Wood shares, unfortunately. Now, I should note, I mean, I guess it isn't technically a done deal yet, but this does look like where uh, he's ultimately going to go. Let's maybe not put the cart in front of the horse entirely, but it is a pretty good landing spot for him. It's a potent offense. It's a situation where you have a very competent quarterback, a guy who can deliver the ball downfield with accuracy. It's it's a good landing spot for Beckham. He will be second fiddle in terms of targets because Cooper Cup's still going to get his. But um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Cam Newton landing with his former team reunited, baby. They needed something, Carolina, so they signed him. I don't know, it, you know, what the deal is ultimately with this week. Uh, it, it would seem like a very tight window to actually get Cam Newton on the field. Uh, but he, I mean, there is still the potential he could play. Sometimes we have seen that, uh, you know, here's the thing in Superflex two quarterback leagues, I would grab Cam Newton and not expect to start him this week. In fact, I did do that in one of my, uh, leagues. They may have to use PJ Walker this week, but ultimately they're going to need to lean on Cam Newton because, uh, PJ Walker really isn't a viable starting quarterback it does it doesn't really hurt anything because they were already trending down as it was expect to see a ton of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore is more of a wide receiver too at this point all right let's dive into wide receiver cornerback matchups here for week 10 start with the upgrades like Stefan Diggs this week I mean the target volume has been there last week he got played tough by Shaquille Griffin I'll talk about that in a minute here this week, not going to be the same against that Jets secondary. I mean, they've done a nice job. They've done better than we thought they would do, but they still have Brandon Eccles out there. Eccles in tight coverage on just 15% of his 33 targeted routes. 14 yards per catch. I think Diggs bounce, bounces back in a big way. Mike Evans versus the Washington football team. Antonio Brown does not look like he's going to play, and I don't know about Chris Godwin. Evans is going to get plenty. Now, William Jackson should be back. It looks like he's been practicing in full this week, so he should be back on the field. But he's also allowing 15.2 air yards per target. Receiver is scoring four times in his coverage. Deontay Johnson, he's facing Detroit. I mean, I don't even really need to do the analysis here, but no Juju as we know. He's been out. He's on injured reserve. No Chase Claypool, it looks like. So that means plenty of Deontay Johnson. 
Amanio Ruarie has been getting torched, 14.9 yards per catch. On the other side, Jerry Jacobs, 15.6 yards per catch, 15.1 air yards per target. Devontae Adams getting back. Aaron Rodgers is key, but also facing Seattle's secondary, DJ Reed, really struggling in contested situations. Seven catches allowed on 11 contested targets. I like CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper to bounce back against the Falcons. Cooper out of the slot against Avery Williams, 14 yards per catch. Out of the slot. And then uh, CeeDee Lamb, he'll, he'll see plenty of Fabian Moreau here. He's allowed five touchdowns in his coverage this season. Devontae Smith, ordinarily I wouldn't have said this would be a good matchup against Denver, but Patrick Sertain is hurt, will not be playing. Ronald Darby, Edge game. And Mike Ford on the outside. Yes, Mike Ford. So Darby, 15.5 air yards per target so far this season. There is some big time upside for Devontae Smith. Hunter Renfro versus the Chiefs. Uh, last week, seven targets. That was five more than Zay Jones and Brian Edwards had combined. Legereus Sneed out of the slot has only managed tight coverage on 16% of his targeted routes. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. It's really the Minnesota secondary. They've allowed the trio of Dantzler, Alexander, and Breland have allowed seven receiving touchdowns in their coverage. Breland giving up 15.2 yards per catch. Giddy up Mike Williams. And, of course, Keenan Allen. Uh, as long as he is good to go, he was a little banged up in practice, but, but I think he should be good. Marvin Jones! And Jamal Agnew against Indianapolis. They are both in play. Jones will see a lot of Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes has given up 19.3 yards per catch, five scores allowed. Agnew out of the slot. Kenny Moore. He's seen 59 targets thrown into his coverage this season with a 76% catch rate. That is big. All right, going to do a quick break here. And then when we come back, we have some matchup downgrades uh, along with a couple shadow situations there. Uh, so that is coming up here right after the break. On the downgrade side this week, there aren't a ton of them, which is good. I uh, Usually, I don't like downgrades. <laughs> I, I wish every matchup was an upgrade. It obviously is not possible. But unfortunately for A.J. Brown, there's no way around this. He is very likely to see a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore. And and Brown has been very good over the, the last three weeks in particular. He has had at least a step of separation on 84% of his targeted routes. But the thing about Lattimore is, you know, okay, you're the star, then you're going to need the star treatment. And ultimately, Lattimore has been playing very good football. 51% catch rate, eight plays on 47 targets. So a play on ball is either an interception or a play. PBU pass breakup that's excellent so this is a tough matchup for AJ Brown remember by the way I guess I have to preface this again or this isn't really a preface when you're halfway through the show but regardless uh this is for two crowds this is for a season-long crowd this is for a DFS crowd season-long you're not benching AJ Brown ever in DFS well you may not want to use him Michael Pittman versus Shaquille Griffin possible shadow situation Jacksonville has had him shadow a couple times this season, last week, of course, traveling with Stephon Diggs. Diggs had four catches for 45 yards against Shaq Griffin. That is pretty impressive. Now, Pittman has been excellent, but Griffin puts a cap on him this week. Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore versus Buffalo. The Buffalo secondary is excellent. Trey White, 51% catch rate, 9.9 yards per catch allowed. Levi Wallace, 
8.9 air yards per target in his car, in his coverage. And Taron Johnson has been so underrated in the slot. He has uh, he's had a tight coverage on 32% of his targeted routes. That's a big number on targeted routes right there. So I'm downgrading all these guys, and I, I really want to be clear. Like Elijah Moore feels like he's going to be Rondale Moore. In other words, he has a big week. People expect him to always have a big week. Instead of realizing why we roster is because of his upside. We're not rostering because we expect him to put up massive numbers every week, or else I'd be ranking him as like a top 10 guy, right? I know I, whenever I do that, I get into the Jerry Seinfeld. I'd be ranking him as a top 10 guy. But anyway, um, I'm not, and we shouldn't. And we should have really just reasonable expectations for these guys, and it's not a great matchup for them. Uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's another one where yeesh, the expectations are going to be too high. He's facing the Rams. They got Darius Williams back last week. Uh, this guy named Jalen Ramsey, I think is his name. He's pretty good. I don't know if we've ever heard of him. 8.1 yards per catch this season is what he's allowing. Uh, McCole Hartman, uh, he's facing the Raiders. I'm I'm not downgrading Ty Freak. But it's a tough matchup for Hardman on the outside. He's going to see plenty of Casey Hayward when he's out there. Casey Hayward allowing .08 fantasy points per route covered. It's a stat I, I like to use because it's an efficiency stat. The league average is .26. So he's way below that. Very stingy. Russell Gage, Olamadi, Zacchaeus. Um, I, I don't think I have to spell this one out in season long. But just in case there's any anyone thinking they're going to be sneaky in DFS. I mean, you're going to face Trayvon Diggs, who's been excellent. Even Anthony Brown, who historically hasn't always been the best corner, but he's having a decent season. You know, he's he's allowing a 59% catch rate, which is pretty solid. So it's a tough matchup there for Dallas. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones rounding out my list here versus New England. If you're facing New England, you could see J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson has been Awesome. 13 plays on ball, six interceptions, seven PBUs. He's excellent. He could end up shadowing Peoples Jones in this one. I'm not expecting a full shadow. It could be more like a partial shadow, but I don't think they would use JC on Jarvis. So he could completely take Donovan Peoples Jones out of the game when he's in his coverage. So that's a tough one right there. Uh, speaking of tough, I, I normally just do straightforward wide receiver cornerback matchups on the Thursday shows. But it, it has been a pretty hectic Thursday in terms of news. So I wanted to run through a couple things really quickly to round out the show. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, still both in the concussion protocol. The fact that they did not get a limited practice in today makes it very unlikely they get through the protocol for this weekend. Brandon Bolden is there. J.J. Taylor is there. That's it, and that's not good for New England. Brandon Bolden would be the play. I don't want anything to do with an undersized J.J. Taylor, but it's a, it's a bit of a mess here for New England unless they somehow make some sort of practice squad claim, which they could still, in theory, do, as long as the player is vaccinated because um, they wouldn't be, uh, you know, they wouldn't have the strict, COVID protocols. But regardless, uh, that's a mess. That's a mess. Uh, Zach Moss did get a limited practice in, so he is making progress, unlike the two New England guys. He could still play this week. Uh, you have to get one non-contact and one what would be designated as a full contact as part of the uh, protocol there for, the, for concussions. Alvin Kamara has not practiced this week. 
That is not a good situation. We had heard some rumblings that this could be the case. Oh, and by the way, there is news out there. P.J. Walker will start. So there you go. That's what I expected. But Alvin Kamara will, uh, I don't know if he plays. So here's the question and answer. Question I've been receiving, where will I rank Mark Ingram? Answer, very likely top 15. Unlikely top 12. So front end RB2. The volume will be there. He's run hard. He can handle 20 plus carries. And the offense is set up a little bit better than the Houston offense. So I don't hate it, but I wouldn't be overly optimistic there. However, if I'm sitting with Alvin Kamara right now and I don't have a backup plan in place, I am picking Mark Ingram's butt up. Okay? All right. That's it. Hectic day. Craziness. I'll be back tomorrow. Probably more craziness. Breaking down some matchups for you here on the pod. In the meantime, FTNFantasy.com, FTNBets.com. Man, I had a nine-unit day for NBA yesterday. Giddy up, baby. FTNDaily.com. Promo code RATPACK works on all three sites. Get you a nice, hefty discount. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.